You know it's showtime when this beat kicks in This is the TSR pop where all we do is win It's just football fiends on a mission Delivering opinions of my significance Man, I hope you've been listening Cause scouting is the business You're welcome cause it's a privilege Most people in this position just don't give it away, no so all that's left to say now is welcome to the show Cause you know Jacob and Ball were ready, so let's go What's up guys, welcome into part 3 of the NSC interviews. We will be hearing from our last individuals today as the combine is getting started. Once again, this is all brought to you by the Scout Report where you can go to find your edge. I'm here with Paul Machinano from Connecticut who is up in Indy right now and he is starting drills tomorrow. Paul, how excited are you to get everything going, man? I'm really excited, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely, man. So you were born and raised in the Philippines, and you moved to the States when you were 12. Yes, sir. So How, how was that it transition? Was, it was a crazy culture shock for me because coming in here, you know, we didn't have uh, too many uh, opportunities back home. And then coming here, you know, here, especially with sports, it's, it's crazy to think that I'm even in this spot right now playing football and stuff. Now, what, why did you guys move from the Philippines? Was it just job opportunities, or, or what was it that made you guys move um, to the States? It was more for job opportunities for my mom coming in. And I think the toughest part was, it was, was trying to transition from one lifestyle to another. And also having, I would say, most of my families back home, so... Yeah, man, so you're saying the majority of your family is still back in the Philippines? Yes, sir. I would say close to like 90% of them are back home. Now, how did you end up getting um, involved with football once you got here? What, how old were you when you got involved with it? Um, I started playing football my freshman year of high school, and I didn't really um, got too serious until my junior year. And then I started getting looks after that junior year and was offered by uh, Sacred Heart University, a smaller D1 school in Connecticut. And that's where I went to my freshman year. That's awesome, man. Did you enjoy your time up there at Sacred Heart? Yeah, for sure. And um, although I was redshirted, I, I definitely learned a lot more about the game and having to, you know, my passion for the game just grew from then on. Yeah, so you said you were redshirted your freshman year at Sacred Heart. Um, unfortunately, due to family difficulties, you had to leave uh, and you help out your mom, which I think is awesome, man, you know, putting your family first. You know, of course, you wanted to play ball, but, you know, your family came first to you and you were like, you know what, if, if I need to take care of some stuff with the family, um, football can wait. Yeah, and I thought that was also another uh, transition for me. Uh, having to leave school and also football at the same time, but it was it was a learning experience for me, and um, you know, I was I was blessed enough to be surrounded by you know some supportive people. Yeah, man, it's always great when you have a good support group around you that that can make or break a situation right there. Now you play inside linebacker and you switch off between Mike and Will. Um, I guess what what position are you more comfortable at? Are you more uh, comfortable at the Mike position or Will position? I'm I would be I would say I'm more comfortable with the Mike position because I I like to uh, 
um, as they would say, I like to be the quarterback of the defense and having to uh, make sure every guy is in the right spot. Um, you know, if some if there's a guy that's lining up in the wrong gap and, you know, if some DB has a question about what coverage, you know, I'd like to set them up in the right place. And, you know, another thing about being a Mike uh, linebacker is there's a, there's a leadership um, kind of trait that you have to have to play that position. And, you know, I believe that I have a strong uh, leadership uh, personality and I like to make everyone around me uh, become a better player. Yeah, I'm sure the leadership traits come from everything you've been through. You know, everything that, that people go through um, builds you as a person. You, you become better every day. So I'm sure the, the leadership traits come from the things that you've been put through, you know, moving around, um, the opportunities that have been taken away from you. But also, you know, it's created this amazing opportunity for you. So, you know, I'm happy that this is able to, to happen for you. Now, you've been through some obstacles in, with schools and el- eligibility um, due to a lot of stuff. And, you know, you've been, you've been really unlucky with it. Um, you also recruited by Penn State. Um, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, sir. So what was it like going through the recruiting process with Penn State? You know, Penn State's obviously a great school. So, you know, how, how was it going through that recruiting process? So that recruiting process uh, happened uh, a semester prior to me graduating my undergrad this past uh, spring of 2019. And I thought it was really awesome. You know, I took my official visits and um, I took uh, the spring game visit and even a couple of games during um their uh, games during fall and so you know right after i graduated um i i went from east carolina and straight to penn state um within a week um and then stayed there for a couple of weeks but you know uh something happened with the academic side with my scholarship that kind of prevented it to happen so yeah, man, it's always unfortunate when things like that happen. But, hey, man, obviously you were seen as a good enough athlete to be being looked at, and that's what you need to look at in a whole, as a whole. You know, it's unfortunate things didn't happen the way you wanted them to, but clearly you're a very talented athlete, and other people are able to see that as well. So do you remember what made you want to play football? Do you remember yeah, which, if it was something you were watching, anything? What, what made you want to play football? I would say um... – Around the age of uh, 14, that's when I just started watching the Patriots. And, you know, that's when, you know, Tom Brady was, Tom Brady is always going to be in his prime, but, like, this was when they had that undefeated season. And, you know, I was kind of just, like, appalled by his greatness and, you know, like, his leadership. And, you know, from then on, I kind of just, like, started becoming interested in football and, like, learning more about each positions and, like, you know, I became a huge fan of, like, some players and, you know, just really uh, dissecting their game and what makes them great and what makes them such a special person, you know. Now, you are, are you a big guy that likes to dive into the film room a whole lot? Yeah, for sure. Um, even though, you know, the past couple of years, I didn't really get any playing time, um, I, still, I still take a time out of my um, day and week to really watch um, – Every uh, player that's in my position, you know, especially like Bobby Wagner or uh, Luke Keekley, who just retired. But those guys are like, you know, they have such a high motor. And I just really like to, they set their game to the smallest, you know, pro- 
even though if it's pre-snap or during the play or, you know, just reading their keys. Yeah, man, you know, and with the two guys you just mentioned and a lot of other athletes as well um, at the professional level, a big thing with them is is people don't understand, man, is you can be in ta- as talented uh, or more talented than anyone else. And if you don't dive into the film room and put the extra work in all the time, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything at all. Um, obviously, it was sad to see Luke Keekley retire. Uh, obviously, Bob Bobby Wagner still playing. Who do you think is the best linebacker in the NFL right now? All right now, now that uh, Luke Keekley retired, I would say Bobby would have to take that spot. I would say about the same thing, man. Bobby Wagner's always been up there for uh, the title of best linebacker, and I think now he probably holds it. Uh, very sad to see Luke Keekley go out the way that he did, but you know he's looking after his uh, his self and his body. So, you know, I have to respect that. Now, is there a moment in time that you you remember uh, football becoming your passion? Or was it, you know, when did you figure out, okay, I can play this sport and I can be really good at it? Um, this is actually a crazy story because this was the last time I was in, I was in pads and this was like the last game I played. Um, I would say my spring game of uh, – freshman year right before I left Sacred Heart you know the coaches were telling me I had such a great game and I I had two interceptions for two touchdowns that game and you know even though I left Sacred Heart you know I kind of just like told myself I have more to do I have more to put into this game you know like I could definitely be such a, a really great football player if I keep I just keep on working yeah, man. So did you just say you had two interceptions for two touchdowns? Yes, sir. That is uh, that's really impressive, man. You said that was your freshman year. Yeah, and that was the last time I, I played a, a game of football. Hey, man. I hope I hope it happens for you next time you play a game uh, football. Yeah, for sure. I, I hope next time it's three touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, what type of training have you been going through to get prepared for the combine up there in Indy? Um, like I mentioned earlier, I been training with my uh good friend Zach Cofran. Um we train at this facility called Breakout Athlete and my trainer and coach, his name is Frank Guido. Um he's been there for me for five years and you know like he he's really the person that really mentored me and really guided me through every step of the way. You know um even though I had such like a really difficult time trying to uh figure stuff out where, where to go to school and like how you know what's the next step like you know but for for him he, he just keeps telling me man you just gotta stay focused and you know he truly believes in me and he he helped me get into this point yeah man if you put in the work every day and continue to get better you know there, there's no no end to the possibilities for you now, is there a certain skill set or a certain part of your game that you're working on a little bit more than the other parts that you really want to make sure is top notch for the combine? Um, I would have to say, because I've always been such a run stuffing linebacker, you know, I've always, you know, I, I've always had a great sideline to sideline speed, but my pass coverage has always been that kind of weakness that I've been trying to figure out the past couple of years because you know not getting reps in practice it's it's kind of tough but 
Um, that's what me and my uh, trainer has just been focusing on and just, you know, having to zone drop or even having to try to cover a, a slot receiver or a tight end. Okay. Now, what part of your game do you think is going to su- surprise scouts the most up there at the NSC Combine? What, what do you think they're going to be like, wow, you know, this this Paul Macchinano uh, guy at linebacker, this guy is really impressive at blank. What do you think they're going to be saying? I would have to say I'm pretty agile. And in terms of the shuttle drills and the vertical and the bag drills, I think those are my biggest strengths for um, the combine going in. And, you know, everything else, you know, everything else will just come to a flow and see, you know, I'll, I'm just going to give it my best in terms of, you know, like the 40, my broad, but definitely the, all the shuttles and especially the vert and, you know, the bag drills as well. well um, that's what my biggest strength is going to this. Oh, uh, what is the 40 time you'd be happy with? I would have to say four, six, four, six. Okay. So, a, so a sub four, six would be awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I hope you achieve the sub four, six, man. I'm sure you absolutely can do it. What drill do you think you are going to go up there and you are going to absolutely kill it in that, that you are most confident heading up there right now that this drill is going to be um, you're going to be most comfortable in. I would have to say my pro agility and my vertical. Um, I've I've touched um, in the pro agility. I've touched around four once, and for my vertical, I've touched uh, mid to high thirty. So. Okay, so you sound like a very very athletic linebacker, which is is fantastic. You know, it, the way the game is changing, you want. Uh, players to be as athletic and as agile as possible. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, a bunch of linebackers, man, you know, you're saying you're getting in the high 30s in the vertical. I mean, that's awesome, man. That That's uh, that's fantastic. You know, you're, you're saying that you want to run a 4-6 in the 40, uh, maybe even a sub 4-6. So, you know, you put up those kind of numbers up there, man. You, you're going to be um, opening some eyes. And they're going to be like, wow, you know, this Machinano guy – we have to, may have to get him on our team because this guy's uh, showing out right now. Now, do you have a favorite NFL team? Uh, yeah, I like I like the Patriots, but you know, right in this time of period, I don't. I'm trying to blank out who my favorite team is, you know, because whatever opportunity comes to me, you know, just I gotta take that. That's right, man. You you may have to change favorite teams extremely quick. If you're a Patriots fan, you know, you go somewhere else. You you, you can't be a Patriots fan and go play for somebody else. Uh, do you have a favorite player? Um, currently it'd be Bobby Wagner. Just watching Bobby his, Wagner. Uh, you know, just I love watching his film, and he's such a he's such a cool guy. You know, on and off the field, like um, he's a, he's big in helping out the com- community, and also he's he's not much of like a huge talker in the media, but um, you know, he his game speaks for itself. It really does. Do you have a favorite all-time player? I love to say Patrick Willis. <laughs> Patrick Willis, wow, yeah. I really like that. What, what makes you like Patrick Willis so much? He kind of shares the same thing as Bobby. You know, he's a quiet dude, but he his game does all the talking. You know, he, he's a hard-hitting guy, and, you know, his speed is, like, insanely crazy at the linebacker, linebacker position. 
Yeah, Patrick Willis obviously made a name for himself in the NFL. Um, incredible linebacker, incredible guy as well. Um, he played 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 a lot of times with the mean streak, man. So you, know, you got to respect Patrick Willis. Now, what player do you model your game after? And it doesn't just have to be one. If you if you take some things from a couple of players, who are those players? And you know, what do you take from them to put into your own game? Um, in terms of uh, that question, I would have to say I I watch like different kind of players. That's um about the same uh, height and weight as I am. Um, you know, everyone's going to be, everyone's going to have different speed and the way they move around and how they are as a player. But, you know, guys that are around uh, uh, 5'11 and 6'1, weighing around 230, 240-ish, uh, kind of players like Bobby Wagner or um, – uh, Levante David for the Bucks. You know those guys are about like the same size as me. So I try to like really nitpick uh, like how they're moving, how their hips look, um, how their coverages are. Okay. Now what are you weighing at right now, Paul? So I'm weighing right now uh, around 225. I I used to weigh at like 240 two months ago, but I uh, I got a nutritionist that helped me out with my diet and to uh, bring down my body composition for this combine. So do you feel more comfortable at 225 than you did at 240? Yeah, definitely. I feel like I, I was able to move, my hips are able to move around more. Um, I feel more agile. And, you know, my coach, uh, Frank Guido, he told me, you know, um, I can't be too worried about my weight. And just the only thing we got to worry about is putting up good numbers at the combine. Absolutely, man. So you've made it up there to Indy. Um it's a beautiful city. You know, I've told all the other guys. Uh, is there anything you want to do up there in your downtime? Obviously, you know, you, you got tunnel vision right now. You're focused on the combine. But is there anything you would like to do up there uh, when you have a little bit of downtime? I would have to say, because um, I do have downtime after a combine. I'm, I've been asking people where, like, the best local food is. And I'm trying to, like, you know, like, what they're known for. Like, you guys known for your barbecue or, like, whatever. But I'm going to try something local around here. You were the first guy to bring up food, man. I've tried to get all the other players to say they were going to go try some new food, but none of them said that. They all wanted to go see Lucas Oil Stadium or, or I guess yeah. the, the statues, Peyton Manning, or just, just go around Indianapolis in general. So I, I respect that, man. I'm glad someone actually brought up the food because they do have some good food up there in Indy. So, um, so that's awesome, man. Well, look, guys, please go give this guy a follow on Instagram, Paul R. Machinano. That is P-A-U-L-R-M-A-K-I-N-A-N-O. Please go give this guy some love on Instagram. Paul, it's been amazing having you on here, man. I truly appreciate you coming on. Like I said, I know you're a busy guy. You're already up there in uh, Indianapolis, and I hope you're enjoying your time, man. I know you're going to go crush it. Put up those great numbers, man. Show everybody out there what you got. and um, and plus, I think it's pretty funny that your roommates with a guy that I interviewed with a couple of days ago, Zach Kofran. So um, I wish the best of luck to both of you guys. And I know you're all going to do a great job. Thanks, man. And I just want to say uh, thanks uh, to Jimmy Kibble and for the National Scout Combine for you know giving me this opportunity. Because at first, like not having any film to uh, evaluate me like was kind of tough. And I didn't know I was going to get this. But I think this is what's going to set um, – set some opportunities and open doors for me now have you already met jimmy have you got to see him in person yet 
Oh yes, I did, and he's he's such a good guy, and you know, like we spoke for about like ten minutes, you know, and uh, we're gonna talk more today because we're me and Zach are checking in today. Yeah, Jimmy Kibble is an awesome guy, man. I met him last year, and he's gonna do everything he can for you, man. He'll he'll go to any length for you to get you out there and let people uh, notice you. He puts on an amazing event up there in Indy, so I know you're going to enjoy yourself. I know he'll take care of you. But um, Paul, again, I appreciate you coming on, man. I wish you the best of luck. Same with you, man. Thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely, my man. And next, I'm sitting here with Armand van Rensburg. Am I saying that right, Armand? Uh, yeah, it's Armand van Rensburg from South Africa, yeah. Okay. So you have an amazing story of obstacles, challenges that you've overcome. Armand, I truly appreciate your time, man. So you are from Folkville, South Africa? Uh, yeah, it's Folkville. Yes, it's almost like a swear word, but it just spelled differently. Okay, so you're from South Africa, man. Your story pretty much began in 2018. You had a right shoulder surgery after a dislocation. Uh, actually, eight, eight dislocations. Eight dislocations. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So how did you how did you get that injury? Uh, through rugby, um, I started having shoulder problems in 2013, where I dislocated my left shoulder seven times. I had two surgeries in the left shoulder, and then my right shoulder started giving problems. And uh, I had the right shoulder surgery after eight dislocations, and now they're fully equipped. <laughs> they're welded together, if I can put it like that. So in your write-up to me, you said that you were you were in the hospital recovering, and you know all of a sudden you just you just had this I don't know I don't know what to call it this um this pulling to want to play in the NFL. Yeah, it's more like a burning desire that just started inside of me. It was weird, actually. Um, I didn't know how to explain it. It's like almost like a burning fire that I had to start practicing, had to start going for the NFL. And I actually went to our priest and talked to him about it. And he says, there is, isn't there another explanation that he can think of than just something that Jesus gave to him? So you decide you want to work towards your goal of being in the NFL, and you haven't turned back since. So you started searching for how to get to America to play football, and you came across Beyond Sports Network and the National Scouting Combine. Yeah, I actually, I actually searched like every university possible that is affordable because um, ex- ex- uh, because of the exchange rate from South Africa to America, it's extremely expensive to go to a Division One school. Uh, so I started looking at maybe like a Division Two, and because there's still a chance there to get to the NFL from a Division Two school. And then my mother actually. Uh, discovered this beyond sports network and we looked upon, looked at it and um it there's really nothing i could have lost by not applying to it so we just like let's let's just go for it the all they can say is no and yeah then i got it but the weird thing is i actually wanted to tell you as a i found this website called um nfl undiscovered and their criteria is that you shouldn't you have it and you shouldn't be in, in america you, you should be under 24 and everything in their criteria was matched to me. Like I would, it would have, it was a perfect fit. And so I applied to that, and I've heard nothing. And then I've applied to this, where the chances were kind of slim and basically zero. And then I got a, then I got an invitation. That's amazing, man. Well, welcome to America, my friend. You know, they call it the land of opportunity for a reason. I think you have a great opportunity on your hands here. So, how was it growing up in South Africa? Uh, well, South Africa, first of all, there's no football any, anywhere. It's actually just rugby. Um, South Africa is an extremely very rugby-orientated country. Um, it was actually great growing up. Um, 
I grew up in the football, in the rugby uh, atmosphere and developed a love of rugby because I always had a love of sport. Um, my dream goal in life is actually to do sport for a living because that's when I'm at my most happy to like literally wake up, train, and then the weekend compete. That's that's everything to me. I, I love to be in that environment. Um, and that's that's how South Africa actually was. Like you don't I mean, usually worry about the politics or anything. You just chase your dream. And if you look beyond your town, because South Africa, one thing I didn't like about South Africa is everybody in a town is very um, small-minded because if you grow up in a small town, you're um, basically um, restricted to that small town. You have to brighten your horizon and to see that the world has endless opportunities. That's why everybody's going to appear here in America because they widen their range. And everybody that go, goes out of South Africa or out of their town for a start um, is so much happier. And that is how, um, like, the just the general atmosphere in South Africa drove you kind of away from South Africa to see that there is so much more opportunities outside. So yeah, I grew up, I grew up um, playing rugby and every other sport there possibly was. and. Now I'm playing the sport that I always loved but never actually tried. So let me ask you this: What is the biggest? Um, what's the most popular sport in South Africa? What, what is you know South Africa? What is its sport? Rugby. Rugby is the most popular sport in South Africa. Really? Now is soccer real big as well, or is soccer not that big? Uh, I say this with all with all respect: uh, soccer is a very popular among black people in South Africa. Um, it's not. Like um, international soccer is extremely popular among um, white South Africans in South Africa, and then soccer in general is a very um, non-race. I'm, I'm not saying this like rude or anything, but a very black sport and very extremely proud of their sport, and they are really, really good. Um, so for for the older folk and this very young folk in South Africa, it is rugby is a top sport, and then soccer for all the other people. Okay, now what made you want to play football? Was there one thing you know? You said you were in the hospital, you were recovering, but what made you want to play? What is it about football that makes you want to play it? Uh, I just, um, first of all, um, it was a gateway to chasing my dream for doing sport for a living. But um, the biggest motiv- motivator um, in this journey of mine was actually the Lord. Um, I didn't want. It's, it's actually it would have actually been stupid to say no. I don't, I don't want to go to the NFL. Um, but I've always been intrigued by the NFL. I love the way they play. Um, I would always love to try it out, actually, um, because I haven't played it before. Um, so I would have loved to try it out and actually play like in college and everything. And that would have been awesome. But um, I don't know. I don't know. It's actually Marshall Lynch that actually intrigued me in NFL because I love the way he played, the runs he made, uh, the tackles he broke, the guys he just uh, throw off like nothing. Um, and actually, the way he played football made me actually want to try the sport more. And I love, <laughs> I know this is going to sound weird, but I love Seattle Seahawks um, uniforms. So that also was kind of a thing to try. Hey, man, you're talking to a, uh, I'm a, I'm a big fanboy for the Seattle Seahawks. I talk about their quarterback, Russell Wilson, a lot. But I'll tell you right now, Marshawn Lynch intrigues everybody, man. Marshawn Lynch is a uh, special kind of character. But is the, is the NFL, is it real popular down there in South Africa? Uh, no, actually, there's no NFL in South Africa. Like, um, I couldn't even buy a jersey in South Africa. I had to. Um, my brother was here um, because he is a marine engineer and he worked for Maersk and he had one stopover in Charleston. 
And if there was a fan zone and they bought me a jersey because you can't buy jerseys for NFL in South Africa because there, there is none. You have to literally um, let them uh, like post it from America and that's extremely expensive due to the taxes and uh, that and everything. Uh, so, yeah, no, unfortunately, there's no NFL um, or American football in South Africa. Okay, and now what part of your game, you know, you, you've been going through some training. What type of training are you going through right now? Uh, well, I actually started to gym uh, about in 2018 after my injury. And then after my rehab with my shoulder and everything, I was fit to train and I hit the gym extremely hard. Um, I trained at the Northwest University in Potchefstroom. That's where um, I studied um, for my degree. And there I trained at the highest, um, the, it is called the High Performance Institute. Uh, it's where all the athletes of the Northwest to go and train. So I trained there and then suddenly my brother introduced me to CrossFit and I started doing CrossFit and it completely, um, I completely fell in love with it. It's like extremely uh, fun and it gave me so much confidence in my shoulder that um, I always had a fear of tackling because every time I tackled somebody in rugby, my shoulder would dislocate and CrossFit gave me this, this trust and this um, absolute strength in my shoulders that I'm not even scared anymore. So. I gymmed for a while and then I switched to CrossFit and then I started Googling all the drills we're going to do um, at the National Scouting Combine and I started training them every day. Uh, one day I did um, technique, the other day I did speed, and but every day I did CrossFit. So yeah, basically gym, CrossFit and only the exercises. That's awesome, man. Now, um, what position are you going into up there at the uh, National Scouting Combine? What position do you have yourself in? Um, I'm actually going for two positions, uh, running back and cornerback. Running back and cornerback? Yeah. That's a pretty good variety, man. I, I don't know. You will probably be the only guy up there that is a running back and a cornerback. I don't think I've ever spoken to someone that, that played both of those positions. Um, a lot of times you, you have a guy that plays wide receiver and cornerback. But uh, running back, you know, if, if, if it's a guy playing running back, a lot of times they play linebacker. Um, okay. Okay. But running back and cornerback, that's pretty cool, man. What was it about those two positions? You know, is that where you just felt like you it suited you the best? Yeah, actually, I actually chose two positions to um, benefit myself the most because um, in running back, um, I I know how to run through gaps. I know how to switch lines and everything. But my size is going to count against me because I'm not as big as those guys because I've seen the guys that played running back, but my speed is extremely good, so that will benefit me. And then I chose cornerback because that then my size isn't that big of a factor. Um, so my chances are also big there. So I, cho I chose both, but I would love to play running back because I love having the ball and actually doing something with, with it rather than defense. But um, if I don't get into running back, cornerback would be just as a great position. Um, now... What part of your skill set do you think will impress scouts the most? Like out of what you've worked on, your you know agility, speed, strength. What do you think is going to uh, impress those scouts up there at the NSC the most? Uh, I think first of all, first of all, my acceleration. Um, I always had a very very good acceleration from um, you can put it like this from zero to hundred, and, uh, and my fitness overall because um, I've trained with an altitude mask for for since 2018, um, and I didn't. Um, and the, you are very lower above sea, sea level than South Africa. So um, I'm, even I'm having more oxygen here than in South Africa. So I have a lot more stamina. 
Uh, so in my acceleration, my explosiveness generally would be my benefits because my legs are actually my benefits. And I think in the running back position, my catching would benefit me because I did a bit, a bit of my research and watched the National Scouting Combine in 2019 with the running backs. And I see those guys are big. They are really, really good. But some of them have difficult turning their bigger bodies um, and catching the ball while running. Um, it's, difficult, it's more difficult for them. And to me, that would be um, a strong point because I know how to to turn my body and catch and run it um, all in one movement without like falling or losing speed. So I think my explosiveness generally would benefit me in this. So I, I still can't get over, you know, we're sitting here talking and I still cannot get over the fact that you've pretty much just come from South Africa and you're just chasing your dream. I just can't get over the fact that you just now arrived in America and you're just on this, you have this hunger for this goal you know, so this is your first time in America. Yeah, yeah. I've actually been in Mauritius when I was uh, in 2013 for seventh rugby. Um, and then in Dubai um, at the end of 2018, just before my shoulder dislocation. Um, I was in Dubai at the HBC 7 series. Um, I also played um, rugby there. So, yeah, it's actually pretty astonishing to me, too. I've, this, first of all, I've never been in America. So this is my first time. And I actually love it to just, I'm going into literally the unknown. And just every day is a step into the unknown. And I'm, I'm kind of excited how this goes. Yeah, man. Uh, the journey alone, I've, like I said, you are a very unique case with the uh, journey. So how was it coming to, I mean, were you nervous coming to America? What, what was the feelings like, I guess, getting on the plane, knowing you were coming somewhere that you were very unfamiliar with? Uh, first of all, uh, I was actually very stressed out, but weirdly enough, not at the beginning for the National Scouting Combine. I was actually stressed out about, I have to, I had two stopovers. I flew to Heathrow Airport in London and then to New York. I, it's next to New York. Um, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> and then to Indianapolis. Uh, so, and then I was extremely terrified because I had to use the bus. And in South Africa, there isn't bus services. So it was extremely stressful because it was at night. Um, I had to walk um, like 200 meters, because I, but I didn't know where because um, my, my phone doesn't work without uh, Wi-Fi. So I didn't know where to walk when the bus stopped and it was extremely stressful. But now that I'm here and I know where to go, um, the emotions are starting to set in. I'm super excited to see how it goes and, and to going to the sports zone. Um, but yeah, stress levels are extremely, extremely high. So how different is it over here, man, than down in South Africa? Uh, well, first of all, it's cold <laughs> because in South Africa, it's, it's summer. Uh, so um, I, I actually put on clothes for the winter, but when we got it, it was like extremely warm. But now today it's like four degrees. So your, your guys' weather are extremely, extremely strange to me. And um, you people are very, very friendly. I love your accents. Like uh, I talked to a security guy um, at the airport in Indianapolis um, and his, um, his accent is extremely, extremely cool. But And your security guys are extremely intimidating. Let me get, just put that out there. Like we went to this guy where, I, where he had to, I had to give him this ticket um, that I don't have any merchandise or food and everything. And he was like extremely buff and like extremely serious. And I like started panicking. I was like, damn, man, <laughs> just don't hit me or anything. So you guys, um, United, <laughs> United States of America is actually a pretty cool country. You guys, you guys can give, I can give you credit for that. You guys are extremely nice. 
Well, I was going to ask you, man, how do I sound to you with my accent? Well, what, what is it? Is it? I guess you don't hear anybody down there talking like I do down in South Africa, do you? Uh, no, no. To South Africans, we have a very normal accent but, but to me. Um, you got you sound extremely cool. I, I love new accents. Like, and you have a pretty cool accent. There's some accents that pretty pretty weird, like an uh, English accent, like London, and that I, that's a very very strange accent to me. But you have a pretty pretty cool accent. I I love um, American accents. Well, a lot of Americans are really lazy with their words, man. Uh, there's a lot of slang they use and stuff like that. But yeah, man, I thought you, I think you have a really, you know, to me, it's a weird accent coming from you. So I think it's kind of cool that you, you think we have a weird accent. I think that's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, man, you, you are definitely the first guy that I've ever talked to from South Africa. That is 100% sure. So I was going to ask you your favorite NFL team, Armand. Is it the Seattle Seahawks? Yeah, definitely the Seattle Seahawks. I love Pete Carroll's work. I love the way he plays. I love all the running plays. Uh, Russell Wilson, like, how can you not pick him or want to be on his team? Like, I I know everybody supports the Patriots and uh, Tom Brady and everything, but I know Russell Wilson is like, man, <laughs> I love the Seattle Seahawks. Hey, man, I'm a huge Russell Wilson fan, so I'm 100% with you there. So who would be your favorite player in the NFL? Uh, in the NFL, currently it would be Marshall Lynch because he's back. Um, but if he wasn't there, I would probably say uh, uh, Lamar Jackson from the Ravens. Oh, absolutely. I love that answer, man. Lamar Jackson, he is the man. We all saw what he did this year after, uh, obviously, with winning the MVP. But, um, yeah. But Armand, I really appreciate you coming on here, man, and telling your story. Like I said, one of the more unique stories that I've ever heard. I wish you all the best luck, my friend. Um, you know, I hope America treats you well. I really do. I hope you enjoy your time while you're here. And I know you're going to achieve the uh, dreams and achieve those goals that you've set out for, man. So I truly, truly um, thank you for coming on to the podcast, man. Oh, thank you very much, man. I appreciate the effort for interviewing me. It's actually my first interview, and I absolutely loved it. Thank you very much, man. You were awesome. Absolutely, man. Everybody, please go follow my guy Armand on Instagram, AVR underscore 15. Please give him some love. Um, let's welcome him to America with open arms. Armand, you take care of yourself, man. I wish you all the best luck up there in Indy, all right? Thank you very much, man. Enjoy your day. Absolutely. Take care of yourself. You know it's showtime when this beat kicks in This is the TSR pop where all we do is win It's just football fiends on a mission Delivering opinions of my significance Man, I hope you've been listening Cause scouting is the business You're welcome cause it's a privilege Most people in this position just don't give it away, no All that's left to say now is welcome to the show Cause you know Jacob and Ball were ready So let's go Well I got the dollar, get it, put it in you Feeling with the feeling, don't stop, cunt